This is y'all talk with a southern accent on a Friday as we wrap up the week. I'm your host, John Rawl, and on the show we'll have General Gridiron, and he'll be on in just a few minutes as he'll get us ready for college football Saturday. All the big picks, they'll be in from the general. That's later this hour. In hour two, we'll have our Friday free for y'all with some David Lee Murphy tunes and more. And a special tribute in hour two to the actor and great southerner that we lost on Thursday, Burt Reynolds. That'll be part of our music montage in hour two. And we'll also have hashtag hullabaloo. And then we'll get out of here for the week with some movie notes, some new releases. And we'll take a look ahead at the sports action going on this weekend. We'll get to our news headlines momentarily. But here on the show, as we started out today, the sad news on Thursday, as Burt Reynolds, legendary actor and Georgia and Florida native, I say Georgia because he claimed he was born in Waycross, Georgia, but he actually wasn't, but had connections to both Georgia and Florida. Every Southerner wanted to be Burt Reynolds at a time in their life, and he died at the age of 82 in Jupiter, Florida, after suffering cardiac arrest. Now... We have a man that's normally on the show with us on Mondays joining us now with the uh, his take on the loss of Burt Reynolds, and that's Jerry Short, the teller of tales from Takapola Way. And Jerry, we're going to have you back on Monday's edition of Y'all to maybe share another Burt Reynolds memory and recollection and connection to the South that he had. But, Jerry, we lost a good one on Thursday. Well, I tell you, John, I, you know, until... I kind of reminisced back and listened and thought about some stuff. And, you know, I really never had thought of him. I always liked him because he was a Southerner and he never turned his back on the South. Absolutely. Like he was proud of being a Southerner. So as I look back on Bert, you know, and, and did a little uh, research on him and, and some things that he had to say, and it made me feel a lot better because I read where he said something like he was at peace with his death and dying Mm -hmm. and that every night that he prayed and he thanked God for the luck that God had given him in his career and made him what he was. And he went on to say in his words, something similar like to, um, I've got something that no one else can ever take away from me. I'll be part of film history forever, he said. And he added, you die with me. Bad or good films doesn't make any difference. They're all the same. I'm part of Hollywood history, film history. So, you know, here's a guy that uh, he had bad movies. He had good movies. He had a hard time getting started. He played collegiate football at Florida State. But, you know, bad, he had a a bad divorce. Um, they had an adopted child. Um, and that's the only children he had is a a son. And they named him after the part that he played. And you're not old enough to remember it, but I remember Gunsmoke in 62 and I would have been in the 11th grade, I guess. And he was a blacksmith on that. And his name was Quentin, I think. And that's what he named his, uh, adopted son that him and Lonnie Lonnie Anderson adopted. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, I mean, he kept stuff like that with him. And and I heard you mention it 
he claimed, uh, was it Waycross, Georgia? Yeah, that's where he said he was from. Yeah, he was born to actually what I found out in Michigan, February the 11th, 36. But it didn't give a town or anything else. And they moved to uh, Florida pretty quick there afterwards. So, you know, it's like me saying I was born in Oxford. (laughs) (laughs) But they took me to Taco Polo. So, you know, by wagon train probably. But yeah. but anyway, I, I look back at the Gunsmoke series where he was the blacksmith. And, you know, but, I, you know, something that we forget about, it, uh, he posed in Cosmopolitan, nude, kind of semi-nude. I think they had a bear rug that they used to kind of semi-cover him up. And uh, that made him a sex symbol. And that was way back in the early 70s. Huh. You know, I'm thinking 71, 72, 73. He was a cover uh, centerfold. You know, like a playmate, he was the first male that I ever remember doing that. You know, and, and of course, you know how some of the Southern, being the Bible Belt, they really cut him down. And But uh, I've, I've uh, noticed where he said, man, I can't believe all the women thought I was good looking in a sex <laughs> covered with a covered with a bearskin rug. But uh, then, you know, and then he got his big role in Deliverance. And, and of course, we all know about Deliverance. It was a great movie in the early 70s also. It had a really good supporting cast there, too. And and that's uh, the one thing we want to remind people about Burt Reynolds. Yeah, he was a great Southerner and a great actor. But the movies that he's most famous for are are arguably, I'd say, the two movies that are his most famous movies were very much Southern classics. I would even put in the top five, maybe top ten at worst, list of the greatest movies that have something to do with the South. The that, South. that would be Smokey and the Bandit and mm. Deliverance, both of which may some in some people's eyes be hokey and goofy and uh, a little bit red, well, he, redneck. He, but, hey, that's that's the region we live in. Well, I mean, you know, it was redneck, but it was these business executives out of Atlanta on that canoe trip. They got caught up with a bunch of rednecks trying to kill them. <laughs> and so, you know, it was give and take in that movie. And, and, of course, we was all pulling hard for them to make it down to Whitewater Rapids 5 that they were on yeah. when they filmed that thing. But, you know, he had, like I said, he had, you know, like John Voight was in that and a couple other guys. And that was a really good movie, and he had a good cast. And, and Smokey and the Bandit was a real good movie. And, you know, I'm not a... Mm, Sally Field star, even from Flying Nun days. But, uh, you know, they dated for a while. And and, uh, she, and she's a good actress, so you got to give her that. And he had her. And, and him and Jerry Reed seemed to really hit it off, too. You know, they were kind of like a modern rat pack. Him and uh, a couple other guys. I forget who else used to run with him. But he had, it was about three of them that ran together. And, um, but they did a Smoking the Bandit uh, sequel, too, I believe. Yeah, well, I know they did. Yeah. And uh, and that's, I think they carried an elephant across the country. But when you mentioned Smoking the Bandit a while ago, you know, and I'd gotten on older, but, you know, him and that Trans Am that he used with that Georgia license plate on the front, when he, back when Georgia had a license with a state flag with a big rebel flag on it. Mm-hmm. And it would just show up in every scene. It seemed like you'd see that Trans Am coming with that big from a distance. It looked like a solid rebel flag, and and 
he never and this stuff never bothered Bert, you know, and it it really it really does my heart uh, it touches me that it, know that he didn't turn his back on that heritage and like a lot of people do and have and will continue to do, but he um you know thinking back on uh, some of his other movies and I'll uh, you know Kelsey played with Dolly Parton and that was in the uh, Best Little Old House in Texas I think and that was older it was later it was in the 80s I think and then he was a TV show with I never watched that show but he was an ex football player was a coach in Evening Shade Arkansas mm-hmm. and that was the name of the show, uh, TV series I believe Evening Shade and I've heard a lot of uh, people say that Boogie Nights was really good but I hadn't seen it yeah and, uh, I don't know anything about it, but I liked. Uh, he did the uh, boss. He did the, uh, and and you, uh, I think you had mentioned it to me a while back. That uh, we were talking about southern movies or something, and he played a. a I guess it was a Dukes of Hazard movie. Yeah, it came it out around two thousand five, two thousand six, with Jessica Simpson playing the role oh, of Daisy Duke. Okay. And he was oh, in that okay. movie, a really bad movie, actually, for a great but TV tell, show. Tell me what his name was. That's what well, I. He played the role of Jefferson Davis Hogg, aka Boss Hogg, wearing his, <laughs> wearing his all white suit and cowboy hat. Now yeah. we're going to talk about this on Monday if we can remember to do this. There, I don't have the scientific proof of this, but there had to be a connection between Smokey and the Bandit and Burt Reynolds, and the creation of the Dukes of Hazard. Smokey and the Bandit was a monster hit in the theaters in 1977. Oh, it's all people talked about. I mean, no telling how many Trans Ams it sold. Yeah. You know, everybody wanted one. Well, that was in 77. Well, the Dukes of Hazard debuted in, in oh, yeah, 1979. And yeah. we actually, you and I know, and we'll, we're not going to get into the whole story because I want to save it for Monday, but right. the connection is that Burt Reynolds and James Best, who played Roscoe P. Coltrane in the TV series, were actually right. friends. They they were in a lot of those westerns close, back in the close friends. Yeah. Burt listened to what he said, and I'll bring it up. Yeah, uh, Monday. That's our tease for Monday. But I really okay. believe that, and there's probably evidence of it. But I really believe Burt Reynolds probably had a big role in the creation of the Dukes of Hazard. Even so that if you watch the movie and you watch the TV series, I think both have basset hounds in key roles. As they do, they do because <laughs> Jerry Reed had that basset hound. Yeah. And uh, I'll bring that up before he throws in a word that uh, I think ties it together a little bit. Too. And, and do you know what Roscoe P. Coltrane's basset hound was called? Uh, don't. Tell me. Flash. Okay. How'd you know that, man? You're pretty good. I got this yeah. stuff buried in the back of one of my brain cells, and it just hit me. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was back in the day when everybody wanted a basset down for a while because of that TV oh, show. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that was, you know, all that was good stuff. And, <laughs> and uh, we'll get into some of that Monday because I've got a twist, I think, that you'll enjoy. Okay. Well, one, and, thing, uh, one thing we want mm-hmm. to bring up is Burt Reynolds, you mentioned about how he's got his film career that he's leaving yeah. behind, and he and he's – Going went to his grave knowing that that can't be taken away from him. I'm butchering this, I know, but he actually also had some quote out there recently where he said that he knows he can go to his grave knowing that he lived his life to the fullest and to the happiest. The guy had a great time. He was the yeah, ultimate. I, I think I saw that. The yeah. ultimate fun guy. That's right, and he didn't regret anything, and that's the way to go out. 
you know. And if you can go out like Frank Sinatra of Elvis singing my way, mm-hmm. you know, you've gone out and you've done, you've lived your life to the fullest of your ability. So uh, what you wanted your ability to be, maybe I'll put it that way. And and that that's really what it should be about, you yeah. know, enjoying life more to the fullest. And, you know, there's one other thing I forgot to throw in there. He did a, a – Ole Miss does a thing that they're used to. I hadn't been in a while, but they, they do a thing on the Jumbotron where they get a celebrity. Yeah. It could be anybody from Betty White to anybody, and you never knew it's going to be. And at one time I was down on the field, and I looked up, and it was Snoop Dogg. <laughs> and they turned their back to the camera, and I looked up, and it was a number 22 on the Jumbotron. And, of course, you know, you couldn't really – had a helmet on and any took it off and turned around and what they would do they would say are you ready or the old miss people would do hotty toddy gosh almighty who the heck are we all this stuff and bird reynolds turns around with number 22 which i think we didn't talk about the longest yard but he wore that 22 in the longest yard you know and that was probably his number in college i think it was so uh he had an old miss 22 on yeah and he turned around and he said that so there again, you know, he's he was. That's when Ole Miss was still Ole Miss Rebels, not yeah. land sharks, not fishes. So he, yeah, not fish or whatever they are. But uh, you know, he he never did turn his back on any of that. And boy, I appreciate that. And and uh, you know, I wish I could have had a chance to have shaken his hand yeah. before he left us. But you know, uh, I don't know if he was present, but for Florida State, his alma mater had a game Monday night, and it was really nasty weather. I doubt he was there, but he he could have been there Monday. But he was a big-time football fan. And, Jerry, you may not remember this, but at one time he was a minority owner of the USFL franchise in Tampa yeah. Bay. Mm-hmm. The Bandits, which got their name from Smokey and the Bandits. You're right. And, uh, and a guy like named said, Steve Spurrier was his coach. That's right. He never tried to cover anything up. And, he, you know, he was what he was. And I think the last time I saw him, he used to be on Johnny Carson all the time. But uh, – and he got a lot of pub off of Johnny Carson show, which that was big time back in the day. But uh, anyway, he had a he was walking with a walking cane now, and he was going to be in a movie. That's the way it was in Hollywood, once upon a time or something. Mm-hmm. And he was supposed to shoot his part, but he died. I mean, that was going to be coming up really soon. So obviously, he didn't think his ticker was bad, you know, or he wouldn't have been still doing a movie and in 2018 so yep. anyway anyway it's uh we've lost a good one and uh, it seems like we're losing more good ones all the time but uh um that doggone 82 looks like years old is uh, we've lost three that we've talked about it were 82 i think billy brewer and billy cannon and burt reynolds all football players all football players and all were 82 yep burton so, leon yeah. reynolds jr dying Thursday. you got it and we don't normally start our show off with tributes like this, but Burt Reynolds, not only was he a great actor and uh, obviously a great guy to be around with, if you ever had the luxury of being around Burt Reynolds, which I never had a chance. I got, yeah, to stay, I got to stay in the hotel that he stayed at when he went to Tallahassee all the time. I, that was my one claim to fame with Burt Reynolds. I and, can't get that close on him. I wish I could. And Jerry Reed punched me in the face one time out of, uh, you know, joking around. That's, well, my, that's pretty good. I, I'm yeah, sure yeah. he kind of probably gave Bert a, a punch in the so, face at some point. By proxy, you got a Bert Reynolds punch. <laughs> that's right. right. 
That's right. Uh, that's a, that's all I could get. That's my yeah. second degree of separation from Burt yeah. Reynolds. But not, the thing about him, of course, is he, he was a, a Southerner, and he chose to be in the South as much as he possibly could be, and he didn't trash the South. And, Never. And, mm. you know, but he didn't he necessarily go out and glorify it too much either. He just well, told, he st- told, it, told it like it was. He stayed out of politics and, you know, like I said earlier, I'm not a Sally Fields fan because she's so liberal and left-wing and not Southern, but, you know, they dated, and he dated Dinah Shore, who's yeah. from Nashville. Good old but, Vanderbilt uh, alum. Yeah, for a long time he dated Dinah Shore, and she was probably his elder by 10 years or more, uh, I think. Yeah. You know, as I look back on it. But uh, anyway, you take uh, Sally Field, uh, you know, if, if she would have drug him into political left-wing side if she could have i'm sure so he didn't file for any of that he, st- he stayed out of it and that's the best way to be and uh because there's still half of us out there that think one way and half to yeah. think the other so don't try to straddle that fence because it don't work anymore well hopefully we're all in agreement bart reynolds a great actor director producer and southerner and he will be missed as he died right. thursday at the age of 82 jerry thank you for stopping by and we're going to have you Look up some more Jer- uh, Jerry Short slash Burt Reynolds connections, and right. we'll have that on Monday's Y'all Show when we All have right. you back for our short story segment. Sound like a deal? I got one that I, th- I think will interest you a little bit, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you Monday. All right. Well, keep yeah. it eastbound and down, if you don't mind, sir. I got it going after some Coors in Texarkana. All right, break one, break nine, break uh, whatever all the CB talk was back in the whatever day. Whatever they do on it. Breaker, breaker, breaker. Yes, right. sir. Gotcha. All right, we'll be right back with more of the Y'all Show. We're going to come back and get into some headlines from across Dixie, and then we'll also have General Gridiron as we look at the weekend's matchups in college football. We've got all that ahead. This is the Y'all Show as we remember Burt Reynolds. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. Uh, Moving expenses. Uh. There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business. Day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than $0.02 per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. 
Hey there, I'm a glue stick, so I have one job. I glue kid stuff. So sorry for being jealous of Geico, who does a ton more. Like give you 24-7 access to thousands of licensed agents. And Geico has been around for over 75 years and has a 97% customer satisfaction rating. While I've just got mediocre adhesive skills, Geico also has an award-winning mobile app. Uh-oh, arts and crafts time. No eating the glue stick. Miss Lydia. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. And we're back here on Y'all, talking all things about the South with John Rawl. And we are on our Friday edition, wrapping up the week. And again, in our opening segment, we did a tribute to Burt Reynolds, who we lost Thursday at the age of 82. Other headlines from across the region, the developing scandal within the Catholic Church continues to take up headlines. And in the Pelican State, Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry says his office doesn't have the authority to launch a broad, multi-parish investigation into Catholic Church sex abuse allegations, though a handful of attorneys generals in the other states are currently pursuing such inquiries. Landry's office said Catholic clergy sex abuse allegations in the state need to initially be handled by local district attorneys and law enforcement in keeping with state law. A local district attorney could choose to hand over individual alleged clergy sex abuse cases to Landry, but even that wouldn't allow a statewide investigation into multiple allegations from different communities unless all of the relevant cases were relinquished to the Attorney General. Remember, Louisiana has Napoleonic law, and they have things done slightly different in Louisiana, and that may be part of the reason why Jeff Landry, the Attorney General in Louisiana, is coming out with his statement. Of course, his state, I would think, has as many Catholics percentage-wise uh, as any state in the South with its long heritage of being settled by French and Catholic Church being a big part of Louisiana's early history and continues to be not only in Louisiana but on the Gulf Coast of Mississippi where a lot of people from Louisiana ended up moving 100 years ago when they got away from flooding and such. But in Louisiana, the Attorney General, not quite ready to jump on the current mood and swing of attorneys generals from around the country looking into Catholic Church sex abuse allegations. Another story that was in the headlines this week was Colin Kaepernick's Nike ad, and a Branson, Missouri college has now dropped Nike over its affiliation with Colin Kaepernick's Just Do It campaign. College of the Ozarks in Branson said that the ads are unnecessarily divisive, and they put out a statement said, in their new ad campaign, we believe Nike executives are promoting an attitude of division and disrespect toward America. If Nike is ashamed of America, we are ashamed of them, 
We also believe that those who know what sacrifice is all about are more likely to be wearing a military uniform than an athletic uniform. <laughs> that from school president Jerry Davis, College of the Ozarks, Branson, Missouri. Way to go. I like that. Now, I have seen this campus. This, this is not your ordinary college in Branson. This is, again, a small Christian college. But they have something that I don't know of anybody else having in the country. And that is, I think you get to go there tuition free, but you have to work. It's kind of one of the conditions of going to College of the Ozarks in Branson. And so they're, they're not your normal, we'll just let anybody in if they pay a check or if their cash or check cashes or they got some cash on them. We'll let them have a degree like a lot of colleges are these days, especially colleges that are online. But College of the Ozarks, I remember when I visited there 25 years ago, this school has 1,500 students, and it plays on the NAIA level. It has six athletic teams but doesn't have a football team. But they are not putting up with Nike, and they're dropping them with their partnership, whatever that was. But, again, this is a school that's very different. College of the Ozarks, standing up to Nike. How about that? If you're a Tennessean, your largest health carrier will stop covering OxyContin prescriptions as part of an effort to combat opioid addiction. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Tennessee says the company will encourage doctors to recommend two alternatives to OxyContin, which Blue Cross will cease paying for on January 1st. The alternatives are Extampsa and Morphobon, they are more expensive opioid pain relievers designed to be more difficult to abuse. But OxyContin's been long used by people who became addicted to it. And Blue Cross Blue Shield Tennessee says enough's enough. We're going to remove it. Perhaps other states need to follow suit in the effort to cut down opioid abuse. A corrections officer in Alabama who lives in Georgia, is accused of stealing money from an Alabama jail inmate's account. 25-year-old Danielle Nicole Rogers of Columbus, Georgia, was arrested this week as she worked at the Lee County Detention Center in Alabama, which is where Opelika is. Rogers is charged with third-degree felony theft and has been fired from the detention center. It's unclear whether she has a lawyer. Police went and searched her home, and that evidently is where they found Stolen credit cards at her home, taking from an Alabama jail inmate's account. They're stealing money from a prisoner. A couple of Mississippi students got caught stealing. They were students at Mississippi State University, and they went over to Tuscaloosa. They were at the Alabama football building several months ago. And they were charged with third-degree burglary after an April crime of which they were shown on video taking watches, commemorative coins, a raincoat, and a football. A report shows someone entered through an open door in the building. Two of the men were 21 at the time and will have their charges dismissed after participating in a pretrial diversion program. The other two were 20 years old, and they're likely to receive youthful offender status. But Mississippi student, Mississippi State students go to Tuscaloosa to steal. Like they couldn't do it on the Starkville campus, but they got busted. Here's another story from Mississippi that is uh, beyond weird. A Clarksdale, Mississippi police dispatcher was attacked Wednesday morning at the Clarksdale Police Department. 
This is in the Mississippi Delta in North Mississippi. When police got to the scene, they saw Stacy Clark attacking the dispatcher. Clark's now been charged with aggravated assault. The victim who worked for the department was transported to a Memphis hospital, and it's unknown what the condition is right now of the victim. Yeah, going into the police department and attacking a dispatcher. That takes a combination of stupidity and bravery. South Carolina Craig Melvin, he grew up in Columbia. He went to Wofford College. Well, he's now a co-host every day of the Today Show on NBC. And this native South Carolinian has quickly gone up the ladder. He's 39 years old. And I guess he's got the spot that Bryant Gumbel once had and, and the guy named Matt Lauer who got fired not long ago for the Me Too stuff. But Craig Melvin from the South, from South Carolina to be exact, a former Columbia High Capital and Wofford Terrier, now on the Today Show every day, Craig Melvin. And when he got out of college, one of his stints on moving up the ladder was in his hometown of Columbia, South Carolina, at WIS Television. So congrats to this Palmetto State native. And you know it's time for football. It's football time. It happened last week. It's happening again week two. We've got some big games across the South. We'll tell you all about it when General Gridiron comes on in the next segment. But in the spirit of college football, only in Alabama can this happen. The Pleasant Grove, Alabama Police Department is making a change to its established 10 codes. Those are the codes you hear people say in police speak where they say 10-4, and they have all the different police codes. 10-4, which means, yes, I understand your message. Well, starting tomorrow, Pleasant Grove officers will dispense with their use of 10-4 and instead substitute that code with Roll Tide or War Eagle to acknowledge routine radio traffic. Only in Alabama. And the officer there with the Pleasant Grove Police Department said that he estimates the 10-4 code is used between 80 and 100 times a day. So you'll hear this a lot. And he says, quote, I'm just glad we don't have any Georgia or Tennessee fans. I don't think we would have approved any Go Vols or Go Dogs. That would be criminal, he said. Pleasant Grove. How about you? 10 4? Nope, no, no. Roll Tide Roll <laughs> or War Eagle. All right, we got more college football talk up next. General Gridiron's going to stop by and he'll give us his prediction of Saturday's big games across the SEC, ACC, and more. Plus, sad news as, as if you watched ACC football in the last few years, a fixture on the ACC network died suddenly this week. We'll tell you about it up next on the Y'all Show. The Samsung Galaxy Note 9 has arrived at Sprint. For a limited time, get the super-powerful new Samsung Galaxy Note 9 at 50% off with a Sprint Flex lease. It's the fastest Note ever, and you can get it on a network built for unlimited. The Samsung Galaxy Note 9 is also perfect for gaming. Take your Fortnite skills to a new level with the largest battery ever seen in a Note. Along with a 6.4-inch edge-to-edge infinity screen and stereo speakers, Galaxy Note 9 also features a smarter camera and a mightier S Pen with remote control. Make the switch to Sprint right now and get the Samsung Galaxy Note 9 at 50% off with a Sprint Flex lease. Plus, get annual upgrades with Galaxy Forever. 
Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com slash Samsung, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1. Note 9, 2083 per month after 2084 per month. Credit applied within two bills. Requires new line and 18-month lease. Early termination results and remaining balance due. Upgrade after 12 lease payments. Offer coverage not available everywhere. Excludes taxes. Requires qualifying plans. Subject to credit. $30 activation fee and restrictions apply. Beauty's biggest event is here. Ulta Beauty's 21 Days of Beauty. With new beauty steals every single day for 21 days. That's 50% off our most loved brands like Tarte and Anastasia. So come in today and tomorrow. And let's be real. With deals like these, you'll want to stop in every day. So hurry in. They go fast. 21 Days of Beauty ends September 22nd. Only at Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. Hi, I'm Jessica Alba, entrepreneur and mom. When it comes to helping students succeed, I'm all in. And so is Staples. That's why I'm teaming up with Staples for Students and DonorsChoose.org, the charity that helps teachers bring learning to life. Join us by donating in store or online at staplesforstudents.com. Your donation will help local teachers make a difference for their students because every kid deserves a great start this school year. And welcome back to Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. I'm John Rawl. General Gridiron is queued up and coming at you momentarily. But before we get to the general and his prognostication of all of the football games for tomorrow, here's some sad news that we want to pass along from the college football world. Mike Hogwood died this week at the age of 63. According to his wife, he died in the sleep of a heart attack. And he lived in the Greensboro, North Carolina area and was a pillar of that area, according to ACC Commissioner John Swafford. He had been on the ACC network. Chances are, if you've cut on the television in the last few years and you've seen the name Mike Hogwood or you saw this guy, he always wore kind of the trendy glasses. That was this man, Mike Hogwood. And he had been in television a long time in North Carolina, but again, had ascended to be on regional broadcast of ACC football he was on the sidelines. He was in the booth. I've seen him work in other conference games in recent years and just was a classic broadcaster. And he dies this week at the age of 63, Mike Hogwood. Please keep his family in your thoughts and prayers. Now, we had some college football last night. Not much of it. In fact, the only college football was played at the FCS level. We had two teams from the South in action. And Springfield, Missouri's Missouri State Bears won 52-24 over Lincoln. And in convincing form, the Kennesaw State Owls, they went to Cookville, Tennessee, and they beat the Golden Eagles of Tennessee Tech 49-10. to Kennesaw State lost in a heartbreaker in week one to Georgia State. Now they go on the road to Cookville, and they come back to Marietta with a 49-10 to win in a, conference between, a contest between the Big South Conference and the OVC. Now tonight in college football, you got the Iron Skillet battle going on between SMU and TCU. Those are the big games tonight on uh, your television. Make sure you tune that in. And then you got all the action tomorrow. No Sunday and Monday games this week. That was an oddity being on Labor Day weekend. The NFL guys kind of take over the Sunday and Monday slots from here on out. But tomorrow is a big day of college football. And 
Each Friday here on the Y'all Show, we are glad to bring on General Gridiron, the field marshal of football foretelling. He's got it lined up. You're going to enjoy this. And we'll come back in hour two and go through all the other hashtag hullabaloo fun and more. So right now, here's General Gridiron on the Y'all Show. Welcome into the bunker of General Gridiron, Field Marshal of Football Forecasting. We're about to map out the way this college football weekend is going to go. Will your favorite team be marching to victory, or will the enemy be taking your battle flag? Now, wasn't last weekend a welcome sight? College football's opening weekend was full of excitement, with big-time comebacks, great upsets, see Nickel State and North Carolina A&T, and a whole lot more. And the fun continues this weekend with General Gridiron, Phil Marshall of Football Foretelling leading the way. So grab your helmet and man those battle stations. We're ready for the action to start with the general. Mississippi State at Kansas State. In this Big 12 SEC standoff in the Little Apple, the slobbering dogs waller up from catfish country to a landscape only Dorothy might be happy with. Against inferior foes in week one, Joe Moorhead's canines took care of business. But 78-year-old Bill Snyder's K-State Kitty Cats had to go into extra time to take down South Dakota. The competition's a bit more steep on this second September Saturday, and this classic Dogs v. Cats contest will be one to keep an eye on. The Generals' victor, Kansas State. Iowa State at Iowa. It ain't quite Florida-Florida State or Alabama-Auburn, but when these two Midwest mammoths clash in Iowa City, not many will remember the first time these two got together. October 1st, 1894. College football's craziest name hardware will be up for grabs, the Cy-Hawk Trophy, whose genesis stems from a hybrid of ISU's Cy the Cardinal mascot and UI's Herky the Hawk. The Big 12 competitor spins eastward after pulling a few big wins, including a Liberty Bowl W last year. But the old saying is, you can throw out the record books in this one, and that's just what you need to do. The Generals' victor... The Big Ten's Iowa. Arizona at Houston. Kevin Sumlin guided the Houston Cougars for four seasons, 2008 to 2011, which included an impressive 12-1 mark during his final year in H-Town. He left for greener pastures in Aggieland, where pastures are glorified, but a messy career divorce and lucky timing has him now calling Tucson home this football season. Sumlin's Arizona bunch bears down on Houston, and the Cougs will have their defenses set. Coach Major Applewhite's felines aren't about to let a bunch of carpet-bagging creatures from the desert waltz into TDECU Stadium and show their power five supremacy. In the end, the litter box will be full of cacti cats. The Generals' victor, Houston. Clemson at Texas A&M. South Carolina's land-grant behemoth tangles with their moral act kinsmen from down Texas way. Number two Clemson is expected to go to Kyle Field, eke out a win, maintain their high status, and keep the dialogue going that they'll be in the final foursome in December. But did we forget who's now the head rancher of the Texas Aggies? Jimbo Fisher, and he's no stranger to Dabo Sweeney and the Palmetto State Death Valleyans, and he'll have his maroon and white mongrels fit to be tied Saturday. A&M may not compete for an SEC West crown this year, but on this muggy day in Brazos County, the 12th man will be triumphant. The Generals' victor in a Texas-size upset, Texas A&M. UCLA at Oklahoma. The Troy Aikman Bowl. 
Back in the 80s, the Dallas Cowboys great turned Fox NFL color commentator was lighting it up in Norman before heading west to finish his final two years of eligibility wearing the blue and gold in Westwood. Old Troy won't be suiting up for either of his alma maters this Saturday, but that won't stop spectators from thinking it's 1985 all over again. OU's O will be fine-tuned and ready to pass or run its way to six, and Mike Stoops' defensive prowess will be set to keep the scoreboard inactive for UCLA. After losing at home to Cincinnati in week one, Chip Kelly and his unit are still searching for a clue, and it ain't going to come at the Palace on the Prairie. The Generals' victor, Oklahoma. Still to come on this week's college football forecast, two old Big 8 conference foes get together in Lincoln for their first blood battle in eight years. And the SEC East race just might have a front runner after the Silver Bridges and the Fire Ant D duke it out at Williams-Brice Stadium. Keep it here. General Gridiron will be right back. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than $0.02 per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. Hey there, I'm a glue stick, so I have one job. I glue kid stuff. So sorry for being jealous of Geico, who does a ton more. Like give you 24-7 access to thousands of licensed agents. And Geico has been around for over 75 years and has a 97% customer satisfaction rating. While I've just got mediocre adhesive skills, Geico also has an award-winning mobile app. Uh-oh, arts and crafts time. No eating the glue stick, Miss Lydia. Geico, expect great savings and a whole lot more. Howdy, soldiers. This is General Gridiron back with you. Each week, this fabulous football forecast is heard on some of the finest radio stations all over pigskin paradise, including WTBF FM 94.7 in Brundage, Alabama, home of the Peanut Butter Festival and Nutter Butter Parade. Yummy. And Fox Sports Arkansas, KZYP FM 104.1 and 1310 AM in Malvern, Arkansas. We appreciate all of our radio affiliates. Now, let's get back into the football fight. Penn State at Pittsburgh. The 99th meeting of these Keystone State rivals features PSU signal caller Trace McSorley in firm control of the Beaver Stadium bunch. The number 13 Lions better have improved play this Saturday night. It took OT to get past Appalachian State a week ago. This game at Heinz Field sets up nice for the hometown litter. The last time these old foes faced off on the banks of the Allegheny, Monongahela, and Ohio, it was a win in 2016 for Pitt. And the Steel City Bunch are trying to prove they are much better this time round. But for Pat Narduzzi, he may have to shake hands with James Franklin and pretend to like it. The Generals' victor, Penn State. Kentucky at Florida. Country music funny man Ray Stevens once sang a good one, The Streak. And when it comes to college football, the streak is slightly less colorful. It represents the 31 straight years the orange and blue has prevailed over Big Blue Nation. You'd think a blind wildcat could find a gator every 31 years or so. The new man patrolling the swamp knows how to keep the heat going amongst SEC foes, and this opening game for Dan Mullen on the SEC East side of the bracket will help illustrate that UF, new coach or not, is far better. 
on to 32 straight. The Generals, Victor, Florida. Colorado at Nebraska. Flashback to the Big Eight. These two were rivals, starting play in 1898, but it's been eight years since they last faced off, when both were bunched in the Big 12 before heading off to the Big 10 and Pac-12, respectively. NU may have had the worst luck in recent NCAA history last week, running out onto the field before a frenzied crowd to open the season, only to have their game canceled for lightning strikes before toe ever met leather. Sad. Hopefully Scott Frost will keep the clouds away and his corn country debut will be worth remembering. But the general's victor is Colorado. USC at Stanford. Defending Pac-12 title holder Southern Cal hops on to Traveler and rides into Stanford Stadium with visions of Trojan triumph in mind. If you're a cocky Californian, you might have the same approach. Clay Helton has been a welcome addition to South L.A. The men of Troy defeated the Tall Timbers twice in 2017, and that might explain the confidence. But the year is new, and with quarterback K.J. Costello and last season's Heisman runner-up Bryce Love at running back, Coach David Shaw just might have the cure to get past the SC Blues. The Generals, Victor, the home team, Stanford. Georgia at South Carolina. Harry Dog is Cocky's number one rival in the SEC. The Chickens, well, they might be number six in the pecking order of the Canines' list of hated conference foes. But this CBS Saturday afternoon showcase will be treated like the Super Bowl for both squads. UGA alum Will Muschamp and his old teammate and housemate Kirby Smart will set friendship aside to figure out which team has the early jump out of the SEC East gate. Carolina QB Jake Bentley has arrows in his quiver that he didn't have at times most of last year, and an extremely Columbia SC kind of hot will prove to be a difference maker in this instant classic on Bluff Road. The Generals, Victor, and a big upset, the South Carolina Fighting Gamecocks. We've already looked at the weekend's biggest battles across the nation, but we're not done, y'all. We'll be back in a moment to wrap up this week's General Gridiron with our rapid-fire picks. Beauty's biggest event is here. Ulta Beauty's 21 Days of Beauty with new beauty steals every single day for 21 days. That's 50% off our most loved brands like Tarte and Anastasia. So come in today and tomorrow. And let's be real. With deals like these, you'll want to stop in every day. So hurry in. They go fast. 21 Days of Beauty ends September 22nd. Only at Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. Hi, I'm Jessica Alba, entrepreneur and mom. When it comes to helping students succeed, I'm all in. And so is Staples. That's why I'm teaming up with Staples for Students and DonorsChoose.org, the charity that helps teachers bring learning to life. Join us by donating in store or online at StaplesForStudents.com. Your donation will help local teachers make a difference for their students because every kid deserves a great start this school year. This is General Gridiron back with you. We've already maneuvered through this weekend's frontline college football showdowns. Now it's time to fix bayonets and storm the field with our rapid-fire football forecast. Virginia takes care of Indiana. Arkansas skis past Colorado State. Ohio State obliterates Rutgers. Wyoming lassos Missouri. Wisconsin jumps past New Mexico. Vanderbilt neutralizes Nevada. 
Northwestern makes it academic against Duke. Georgia Tech runs over South Florida. NC State pounds the Georgia State Panthers. Alabama, of course, over Arkansas State. Memphis sinks Navy. North Carolina continues East Carolina's misery. Mississippi swims past Southern Illinois. Tennessee topples East Tennessee State. LSU beats I-12 rival Southeastern Louisiana. Florida State wins the Bobby Bowden Bowl over his alma mater, the Sanford Bulldogs. Auburn best Montgomery's Alabama State. Texas hooks Tulsa. Michigan State aggravates Arizona State. And Notre Dame has a ball versus Ball State. Well, troops, you can now put your swords back in their scabbard. We're all out of picks on this week two edition of General Gridiron. We'll be back again next week, same General Gridiron time, same General Gridiron station. So don't forget to tune us in on the radio, Facebook, YouTube TV, or download the Y'all Show free on iTunes Podcast. And don't forget to tell your friends all about the show. Just search for General Gridiron. This is John Rawl, the General of Gridiron Glory, thanking you for letting me be a part of your weekend. General Gridiron is a production of CRM Sports. For more, log on to crmsports.com. That'll be all, y'all. Always good to hear what the general has to say. Well, that concludes Hour 1 of the Y'all Show. Hang on to your helmet. When we come back in Hour 2, we'll start it off with our Friday Free For Y'all, David Lee Murphy tunage, and a musical tribute to Burt Reynolds in Hour 2. Plus, we're going to have hashtag hullabaloo. We've got some good stuff there. And we'll move over to the final segment to talk about movies. We'll talk a little PGA golf as the latest tournament in the PGA playoff is going on this weekend. We've got an update on that, plus the NFL preview of Sunday's games. And we'll tell you about what happened with the Philadelphia Eagles and Atlanta Falcons last night as they got the NFL season underway. All that and more on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Y'all, talk with a southern accent with your host, John Rawl. We're back for another hour on this Friday p.m., and we get the fun going with David Lee Murphy. She couldn't keep from crying when she told me goodbye. But I knew the Lord, it was breaking her heart, that she was breaking mine. So for the sake of her feelings and the sake of my pride, I told her not to worry about me. I'm sitting here soaking up the neon lights Misery looking for some company And tonight I'm looking for a party crowd Slamming back and laughing out loud With the smoke so thick the blues can't hang around With the jukebox jumping like I just don't care If they're dancing over here or fighting over Worry about tomorrow when it comes to life.
Looking for a party crowd. And that went all the way to number six on the chart in 1995 for David Lee Murphy. And this is the Y'all Show with John Rawl. John C. Rawl. Uh, Craig was my middle name, if you really need to know. John Craig Rawl. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, kind of like David Lee Murphy follows the right along. Maybe you have a name that you use all parts of your name. Hey. If you can get away with it, more power to you. It just means it's more for you to have to write out every time you go for an appointment. We're having fun. We're talking all things Southern here on the program. In just a few minutes after we hear from this next David Lee Murphy song, we're going to give a musical tribute to Burt Reynolds. We lost Burt yesterday at the age of 82, and we've got kind of a montage in our Friday montage of great songs. We've got a montage of some Burt Reynolds-themed music that we'll play for you. I'm sure you could probably guess what one or two of these will be, but that's coming up right now. We're going to keep the fun going. Here's the follow-up to that top 10 song that David Lee had in 95, Dust on the Bottle. This is the song that went to number one in 95 for DLN. Trio Williams, they lived down a dirt road. They made homemade wine like nobody I know. Dropped by one Friday night and said, can you help me, Creole? I got a little girl waiting on me and I, I want to trade her right. He said, I got what you need, son, as we step down in the cellar. He reached through the cobweb as he turned on the light. He said, there might be a little dust on the bottom, but don't let it fool you about what's inside. A little dust on the bottle It's one of those things that gets sweeter with time You were sitting in the porch swing as I pulled up the driveway My old heart was racing as you climbed inside You 
Stayed over there close as we drove down to the lake road Watched the sun fade in that big red sky I reached down to the front seat and said Now here's something special It's just been waiting for a night like tonight There might be a little dust on the bottom But don't let it fool you about what's inside There might be a little dust on the bottom But it's one of those things that gets sweeter with time It's y'all, talk with a southern accent, and we put our duo of David Lee Murphy songs back-to-back -back together for you here. But now, let's turn our attention to the sad news from yesterday as we lost actor, producer, and director Burt Reynolds at the age of 82, the Florida native. He wasn't born there, but got there as fast as he could, and, and of course, played running back for the Florida State Seminoles and more. Well, he had a stellar career and just was just the coolest guy. I think that's pretty evident if, if you see any of the tributes coming out about him right now. We're going to play a little montage of Burt Reynolds' stuff for you here. And this is four tidbits that, that kind of showcase Burt Reynolds' his early life, the two movies that he's most noted for in the South, and then the last song is by Sammy Kershaw. It's a song that came out in the 90s called Cadillac Style, and it mentions Burt Reynolds in it. And the reason I'm going to play that, well, I'll tell you after we hear, hear a little portion of it. But right now, let's get the fun going with this first track, and it is the Florida State University Marching Band, and it is the song War Chant. Burt Reynolds played for the Knowles back in the mid-50s. He always remained a loyal alum and fan of Florida State, and what better way to start this montage than a little portion of what an awesome song by the FSU band War Chant here on the Y'all Show. And from that, we go to Dueling Banjos from Weisberg and Mandel from 1973. And this, of course, from the movie Deliverance, starring Burt Reynolds.
Deliverance, a cult favorite from the early 70s. Well, in the back half of the decade, the movie Smokey and the Bandit premiered, and it starred Burt Reynolds and his good pal Jerry Reed. And Jerry Reed's Eastbound and Down was a song that became synonymous with that music in Burt Reynolds' career. Here's a portion of that on the all show. Eastbound and down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound just like no bandit run. Keep your foot hard on the pedal. Some never mind them brakes. Let it all hang out cause we got a run to make. The boys are thirsty in Atlanta and there's beer in Texarkana. And we'll bring it back no matter what it takes. Eastbound and down, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound just watch old bandit run. Eastbound and Down from the Smokey and the Bandit soundtrack. What an awesome song from Jerry Reed. Well, we've got to give Burt Reynolds some credit. Well, not only was he, as we said, an actor, producer, director, but he actually did have one song made the charts in country music. In 1980, his song Let's Do Something Cheap and Superficial got some traction on the Billboard chart, climbing to 51. And that was from the movie Smokey and the Bandit 2. So way to go, Burt. I didn't know you had it in you. We'll have to play that sometime here on the Y'all Show. Well, Burt was a lover of music, and in late 1991, country music newcomer Sammy Kershaw at the time had a song called Cadillac Style. This was his first song on the chart, and it included the lyric, Burt Reynolds. Well, Burt Reynolds heard it, and on Thursday after Reynolds passed away, Sammy Kershaw put a photo that Sammy that Sammy received from Burt and it was signed by Burt Reynolds and it says Sammy I'm honored to be mentioned on your wonderful Cadillac style you ain't no Burt Reynolds but you got a hell of a lot more and I can't can't, can't quite read Burt's handwriting I think he and I went to the same person to learn how to write but he signed this autographed uh, picture for Sammy Kershaw who was a newcomer at the time and Sammy wrote yesterday, sad to hear about Burt Reynolds. God bless you and rest in peace. But what a great thing for Burt Reynolds to track Sammy Kershaw down and send him that nice note with a signed picture. And I'm sure it's one of the great mementos Sammy Kershaw has. But this song here, Cadillac style, here's that portion that includes the great Florida act.
And that's our Y'all Show way of saying what a great career, Burt Reynolds, what a great life, and what a great way to always keep the South in mind. And we appreciate uh, what, what his legacy will be here on the Y'all Show. And, and Sammy Kershaw there singing a little Cadillac style, mentioning Burt. And that also got to throw out uh, the great country singer Don Williams. If Hollywood Don't Need You has a Burt Reynolds reference in it. So, yeah, he, he, he has and will forever have an influence on all of us uh, if you admire his work, Burt Reynolds. When we come back, we'll switch over and have hashtag hullabaloo on this Friday edition of Y'all. Don't go anywhere. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than $0.02 per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. Hey there, I'm a glue stick, so I have one job. I glue kids stuff. So sorry for being jealous of Geico, who does a ton more. Like give you 24-7 access to thousands of licensed agents. And Geico has been around for over 75 years and has a 97% customer satisfaction rating. While I've just got mediocre adhesive skills, Geico also has an award-winning mobile app. Uh-oh, arts and crafts time. No eating the glue stick. Miss Lydia! Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Back with you here on the Y'all Show, talk with a Southern accent with John Rawl. We've got our last segment of the show for the whole week coming up in just a few. We don't want you to miss out on that. We've got an update on NFL football getting underway this weekend. We had one game Thursday night that we'll tell you a little bit about. And we've got golf as the playoffs going on. Action that we can report from the course there. And much, much more coming up. Plus, we'll have our From Dixie with Love. And there's a bevy of new films that are in the theaters this weekend. We've got coming up in the next segment. Right now, though, you heard the music. It's hashtag hullabaloo. Hashtag hullabaloo. (laughs) And we're 
happy to share that with you. And we're going to put a celebrity spin on hashtag hullabaloo to get things going. We mentioned on here before we've had audio from comedian Leanne Morgan. At Leanne Comedy is her Twitter account. And she is just a funny woman from East Tennessee and love her stuff. Check it out when you get a chance. Well, she put out on her Twitter account, happy birthday at Fox Outdoors. Well, I had to find out who the world she was talking about. And sure enough, her fellow comedian, her fellow Southern funny man, Jeff Foxworthy, celebrated a birthday this week. He turned 60 years old on Thursday. So, you might be a redneck if, well, you have a, a Twitter account that has outdoors as part of it. Not not if you're 60. <laughs> We're not going to pick on Jeff for that. Hey, there's a lot of people that wish they had made it to 60 in life, I'm sure, that uh, didn't make it. So, Jeff, congratulations on your feet, and we want to hear and, and have more of you. We miss Jeff Foxworthy being out there. He's still dabbling in stuff, but, man, when he is all over the place, the guy, he, he's the only comedian that you can truly say, just tell me that joke a thousand times. Tell it, and I'll laugh almost every single time. Uh, that's that's his comedy, and that's his delivery, and he is a genius at it. And he turned 60 years old this week to Georgia comedian Jeff Foxworthy. Salute. Parade Magazine is on Twitter, at Parade Magazine, and they put a tweet out. Become a Southern Belle like Reese Witherspoon with these picks. And they have a picture of Reese's book, Whiskey in a Teacup. Now, this is a brand new book that will be out September the 18th. And the Tennessee natives got her, you know, foray in now into to writing books, and she's becoming more and more Southern. You know, there wasn't a reason she could have been like Burt Reynolds and kind of maintained that Southerness, Southerness throughout her whole career. I don't think she's ran from it, but she hasn't necessarily embraced it. But now it looks like Reese Witherspoon is taking the Southern identity that she has with a big grin. And frankly, I think she's going to make a lot of money off of it. I mean, we don't have a Southern celebrity that truly is a A-list celebrity that is totally embracing their Southerness. And with this new book, Whiskey in a Teacup, she's got her own apparel line now. And she's going on book tours across the Southeast. For a Hollywood A-lister who has that Southern connection to all of a sudden embrace their, their roots is probably a good business move. And frankly, I, I can't tell you the last time Reese Witherspoon even had a really big movie out there. Maybe she's intentionally not filming movies as much. She's become a mom, and that's, uh, I'm sure, a priority. Of course, her children, I know, have to be pushing 20 if not already over that. So Reese Witherspoon, a, a Southern Belle, and Parade Magazine is mentioning that in a tweet that you can become one just like Reese Witherspoon, the pride of Harpeth Hall in Franklin, Tennessee. Well, I think she went there for a little while. I think she may have gone to other schools too. But, yes, she's got the book. Check it out. It's already a bestseller. Not even coming out till the 18th of September, but... Whiskey in a teacup, I guess the advance orders for it are in, and she's going to be, as we've said before, coming to select stores across the southeast. If she hasn't already hit some of them, she may already have, but uh, she's got she's got a lot of stuff going on. Reese Witherspoon, and she's back in Dixie on a regular basis now. Ice Cold Honk on Twitter, at Ice Cold, H-O-N-K-E. 
straight up honesty till it hurts is his tag. And he puts on his Twitter account, a southern delicacy, mustard, chili, and onions, throw in chili cheese fries, and bam. Well, he's talking about a hot dog with mustard, chili, and onions. You call it a southern delicacy, ice cold honk. I like it. Perhaps you all like it. Some of you would want to put mustard on there too. Uh, Not mustard, slaw. Slaw, you got to put slaw on a dog for most of you in certain portions of the South for sure. I don't, I don't perceive, I don't really see that uh, hot dogs being a Southern delicacy. They're a good American delicacy. delicacy. And uh, thank goodness for, let's say, Sonic for having hot dogs available. Just about every corner of the Southeast has got at least a Sonic as a hot dog option for you. Hardy sometimes has hot dogs if you're lucky enough to live near a Hardy's. But I don't know where Ice Cold Honk's hot dog's coming from. Good news about hot dogs. Usually in whatever corner of the South you're in, you can find a good local hot dog option. I was talking on Thursdays, y'all, about New Way Wieners in Macon, Georgia. That is a place that's been a long time hot dog eatery that is a local favorite. And it's a tradition in Central Georgia to go to New Way Wieners. And that could be where Ice Cold Honk is. I don't know where Ice Cold Honk lives. Hey, if you're going to go into the effort of putting a tweet out about a hot dog and you're going to put a photo like you did, sir, please at least tell us where it is. So if it really is that darn good, we can go enjoy it and come up with our own opinion of it. You know, this is important stuff. I don't know why Twitter isn't having these kind of discussions while they're meeting in Washington, D.C., as they are this week. They're talking about all this banning of people like Alex Jones. Well, they need to be talking about penalizing people like Ice Cold Honk. We're not telling us where the stuff is. We've got to know. We've got to live vicariously through you, sir. Taylor Stepp's on Twitter, at Taylor Stepp, S-T-E-P-P, Christian, and a project manager, and a tortured Cincy sports fan, and an Ohio State alum and fan. Okay, so I'm afraid to read this tweet from Taylor Stepp. He is what we call a certified USDA Yankee. All right, so here we go. Are you ready? Take a chill pill, maybe. I, I got a feeling this one might be this one might be negative. He's gonna take us to negative town, this darn Yankee. All right, here it goes. From Taylor Stepp on Twitter. Love to see Southern elite teams racking up those FCS games. What a Yankee. Oh, come on. He's talking about an opening week of college football. You had a lot of teams like Clemson playing Furman. You had, let's say, uh, who else is highly ranked right now that played an FCS team? I've already turned my page to pay it to week two, but I know Clemson played Furman, and uh, there were a lot of other teams in the South. Let's see, uh, Texas A&M played Northwestern State, was an FCS team that, that played an SEC team in week one. But his point is the Big Ten, the great Big Ten, has some kind of rule where they don't allow their teams to play FCS programs. Well, I bet you most FCS teams could beat teams like Purdue or Indiana 
on a really odd year might could beat Ohio State. So I've got to defend my FCS teams in the South. How about Nichols State going to Lawrence, Kansas over the weekend last week and beating the Kansas Jayhawks? Go Colonels. How about North Carolina A&T going to Greenville, North Carolina and beating in-state superpower East Carolina? I call them a superpower because they are a big school in North Carolina. And the Aggies beat the Pirates in the opening game. So go talk to those teams about playing FCS programs. Go talk to, well, I'm an FCS fan. Go talk to the South Carolina Gamecocks about the Citadel Bulldogs because I've seen it where two of the two of the last three times those two teams from South Carolina have gotten together, it was the FCS Citadel Bulldogs that came out on top, including November 2015, 23-22, the Citadel defeated the South Carolina Gamecocks of the mighty SEC. Yeah, it happens, and, and I love it, and I think the Big Ten should change their stupid rule and play some of the FCS programs out there. It's okay if a big team plays a small school. I mean, it gives players on your roster maybe a chance to get playing time if you're if you're beating the heck out of the team. You can take a take kind of a week off, but it gives your fans a chance to come see a game. But it doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen, as I just mentioned, sometimes those little boys come and beat up the big boys. And that's what makes college football great. So don't be a wise guy, Taylor Step, about Southern teams playing FCS programs. Back off. Brooke Buffington's on Twitter at Princess Ariana B. I am not ashamed to be associated with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hashtag Christian, hashtag Southern, hashtag Baptist. Well, thank you. That's exactly the kind of tweet we need following up Taylor Stepp's smart aleck tweet about Southern teams playing FCS programs. Brooke, thank you. And that's uh, great to hear that uh, you're not ashamed to be associated with your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And maybe we should all be reminded of that and remember that, uh, you know, there's a certain day of the week set aside for the Lord and Savior. And that's coming up in about 48 hours. So. Let's remember that. And it's not just about football on Sunday. This is the first Sunday of NFL football. But let's make sure that we don't forget about what the real reason Sundays are for. And, Brooke, thank you for that tweet to help us remind ourselves of that. Lauren Carlson's on Twitter. Sweet Caroline to North Caroline, she writes. And her Twitter account is at underscore the underscore Laura AX underscore. What a what a name. Lauren Carlson. And speaking of football, she puts on Twitter, I'm wearing a dress to tailgate tomorrow. Hashtag Southern. Well, that's one of the great traditions of the South is that in, in a lot of places, people like Lauren Carlson, they love to dress up. And in the old days, the men and women both dressed up to go to college football games. But you see in a lot of places still in in the South, the women and, and even the youngsters, the, the college-age students, 
they love to dress up. And they don't have to wear apparel that's got official logos of whatever college they're going to root for. They, they like to wear the dresses that are of the same color of the college. And it's really kind of a fashion show. And I'm okay with that as a guy. <laughs> I'd rather see a woman nice and dressed nice and looking good for a football game or, or any time, actually. But also, I've got to give love to Auburn. I happened to be at the Atlanta Braves game last weekend when they had a Friday night game against the Pittsburgh Pirates. And it was Auburn night at SunTrust Park. And, of course, there were a lot of Auburn fans. Well, I'll give Auburn credit. They make a really good football jersey. Their jerseys by Under Armour are very, very well done, very traditional. And they are a hot item with female Auburn fans. So at the ball game, I got to see firsthand a lot of really sharp-looking Auburn women wearing, not dresses, but Auburn football jerseys, and it looked great. So, hey, if you're not going to wear a dress, perhaps a football jersey would be a good option for you if you're a, a female fan. Uh, T-shirts are okay, but I'm telling you that, that, that I'm sure you would rather wear a dress, but the official jerseys, and some of them have a slim fit too, that are options for you, those are real nice too. I'm telling you from a male perspective, okay? I'm not trying to get you weirded out or anything, but in fact, I'm probably helping you out by telling you about the jersey option. And it depends on whether your school has a good-looking jersey or not. Of course, you're probably going to be a homer and say, well, of course my team has a good-looking jersey. That's not really the case. There's some schools out there who've ab that, that, that have absolutely screwed up their football jerseys. And they, they look stupid. Okay, they, they look better in the past. Maybe you can dig up an old jersey. But if your team has a really sharp jersey, then, yeah, I encourage you to do that. And the reason is it looks good, but secondly, it probably is cheaper to buy a football jersey than a nice dress. So if you want to save money, maybe the football jersey option is a better deal for you on game day than a nice dress. But Lauren Carlson, when you go to your tailgate, and I don't know where you were going when you sent that tweet out, being a torn person between South Carolina and North Carolina, maybe south of the border has a football team if you know where I'm talking about, on I-95 in South Carolina. Uh, perhaps that's where you need to go check out some gridiron goodness. But uh, we appreciate that. And, again, we love love folks to dress up for football. It's a great Southern tradition. And even the, the boys, when they dress up, usually it's the frat boys pledging, I think. They're the ones that show up in football games and coats and ties and look nice, sweating their fannies off. But it looks great. It's a great tradition in the South. Or if you're like me, and you go to a military school, well, I had my my college game days were kind of selected. I knew what to wear because I was wearing what everybody else in my school was wearing, a uniform. <laughs> now, that's that's maybe what we all need. As, as fans of schools, we need to be dictated, here's what you wear, and we'll send you your uniform pressed and neat, and you got to wear it. Now, that, that would make life easier, but it wouldn't be quite as colorful if we had it that way. And that's our hashtag color blue here on this Friday edition of Y'all Enjoyed Reading Through All the Good Stuff that We Got, and it is college football time, and, and a lot of these tweets were football-related, and that's fun. And some were even smart-aleck football-related, like Taylor Steps, Ohio State. Hey, we need to censor our northern tweets. We, we can't let those back on the show. No, that was fun. We, 
we, we want to stand up for our southern teams no matter what the abuse we may be getting from our northern kinsmen. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show. We've got a look at movies. We've got a look at what's going on in the NFL this weekend as it is opening weekend. And we'll get out of here with From Dixie with Love. This is the Y'all Show with your host, John Rawl. The Samsung Galaxy Note 9 has arrived at Sprint. For a limited time, get the super-powerful new Samsung Galaxy Note 9 at 50% off with a Sprint Flex lease. It's the fastest Note ever, and you can get it on a network built for unlimited. The Samsung Galaxy Note 9 is also perfect for gaming. Take your Fortnite skills to a new level with the largest battery ever seen in a Note. Along with a 6.4-inch edge-to-edge infinity screen and stereo speakers, Galaxy Note 9 also features a smarter camera and a mightier S Pen with remote control. Make the switch to Sprint right now and get the Samsung Galaxy Note 9 at 50% off with a Sprint Flex lease. Plus, get annual upgrades with Galaxy Forever. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com slash Samsung, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1. Note 9, 2083 per month after 2084 per month. Credit applied within two bills. Requires new line and 18-month lease. Early termination results and remaining balance due. Upgrade after 12 lease payments. Offer coverage not available everywhere. Excludes taxes. Requires qualifying plans. Subject to credit. $30 activation fee and restrictions apply. Beauty's biggest event is here. Ulta Beauty's 21 Days of Beauty. With new beauty steals every single day for 21 days. That's 50% off our most loved brands like Tarte and Anastasia. So come in today and tomorrow. And let's be real. With deals like these, you'll want to stop in every day. So hurry in. They go fast. 21 Days of Beauty ends September 22nd. Only at Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. Hi, I'm Jessica Alba, entrepreneur and mom. When it comes to helping students succeed, I'm all in. And so is Staples. That's why I'm teaming up with Staples for Students and DonorsChoose.org, the charity that helps teachers bring learning to life. Join us by donating in-store or online at staplesforstudents.com. Your donation will help local teachers make a difference for their students because every kid deserves a great start this school year. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom, but a little over a year ago, we realized she couldn't take care of herself without our help. And well, how could I not be there for her? I had no idea how hard it would be and just what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and even for me, ways to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics that got me started but also information about the hurdles I was facing in this new role. I could even connect with experts and hear from others who had been in my place. I know this road we're on isn't an easy one, but I'm really happy to have the extra help for her and for me. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. This message is brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.
Back for the final segment of Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. And we are glad that you could tune us in here on this last day of the week in the first week of the month of September. Had a good time talking all things Southern with you. And, of course, remembering our great Southern actor that we lost on Thursday, Burt Reynolds, who's got a movie that he was working on upon his passing. And we'll try to tell you more about that as the details come out. But we'll, we'll be happy to share that when it does hit theaters at some point. Hitting theaters this week as we look around the new movies for you here on the Y'all Show. The Nun debuts this weekend. Also, Peppermint, that stars Jennifer Garner. And it is a revenge story centering on a young mother who finds herself with nothing to lose. And that is out this weekend, Peppermint. God Bless the Broken Road is a new movie with Jordan Sparks. That is out this weekend. The Apparition from Vincent Linden is available also. And you have Bisbee 17 available this weekend. That is a documentary western. A thriller, Winter Ridge, also available this weekend. And that stars Matt Hookings. So, a couple of movies. We're not used to having this many movies come out. And usually we get, we're lucky to get one or two, but here we got about five or six available on this first full weekend of September. Now to the NFL. They've got their opening weekend. And we actually started Thursday night with the Philadelphia Eagles, the defending Super Bowl champs, escaping in Philly over the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons could have won this game, probably should have won the game, but the Eagles used some trickery and get a last-second win after holding off the Atlanta Falcons' drive, and they move to 1-0. The Dirty Birds drop to 0-1 and head south with that loss. Now, Sunday, a full lineup. By the way, I've got to put a jab in here. The Philadelphia Eagles did something Thursday night that the Cleveland Browns haven't done in about two years. They won a football game. (laughs) Sorry, Browns fans. That's what you get for being a Yankee. All right, Browns take on Steelers on Sunday. Perhaps that win will finally come at First Energy Stadium. Also in Sunday action, the Colts host the Cincinnati Bengals. The Miami Dolphins welcome in the Tennessee Titans. The 49ers visit the Minnesota Vikings. Houston travels to New England. The Tampa Bay Bucks have a NFC South game against the New Orleans Saints at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. The New, the New York Giants host the Tom Coughlin-managed Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday at MetLife Stadium. The Baltimore Ravens host the Buffalo Bills. The Los Angeles Chargers have the Kansas City Chiefs coming into StubHub Center. The Denver Broncos host the Seattle Seahawks. The Arizona Cardinals have the Redskins in town. The Carolina Panthers have the Dallas Cowboys at Bank of America Stadium. Packers and Bears have a rivalry game on Sunday night at Lambeau. And Monday night's action includes Detroit hosting the New York Jets. And the Oakland Raiders have the L.A. Rams at Oakland Coliseum. But NFL football back in business this weekend. Now, NBA news. Former Boston Celtic and Minnesota Timberwolves star Kevin Garnett, who actually grew up in South Carolina. I think he is from Fountain Inn. Yeah, Fountain Inn, I think, right there in the Greenville area. It's where his hometown is. He's suing his accountant from the past and the firm that the accountant worked for because allegedly they helped 
a wealth manager steal $77 million from him. A federal malpractice lawsuit alleges Kentucky-based accountant Michael Wertheim and Wellican CPAs enabled Charles Banks IV of Atlanta to defraud Garnett through businesses in which Garnett and Banks shared an interest. The lawsuit contends Wertheim, quote, possessed actual knowledge that Banks was helping himself to millions of dollars of Garnett's money and did nothing about it. This is a case where, once again, a really rich star has money allegedly taken from them. And I assume because of the frenzied career that someone like Garnett may have been having at the time, they didn't have all that time or interest in going and looking at the books. But $77 million is a ton of money to lose, no matter what the reasoning is. And if that is indeed what happened, we feel sorry for this sandlapper, and hopefully he'll be able to get something out of it. My guess is that $77 million is long gone, and no way for Garnett to ever come close to recouping it. But we'll see what happens. Golf is going on. They've got the playoffs for the PGA Tour right now in the FedEx playoffs. BMW Championships taking place at Newton Square, Pennsylvania. And right now, it is a race to the top. We saw on the opening round, Tiger Woods and Roy McIlroy both had stellar opening rounds in this tournament. And uh, it's going to be a fun tournament to watch, of course. The guy that's won two back-to-back tournaments in to start off these playoffs, Bryson DeChambeau, his first round on Thursday was a three-under. Not quite as good, but hey, he's been getting hot throughout the whole tournament that he's had in the last two weeks. So will DeChambeau make it three in a row? Well, it could be, but he's got some competition. Xander Shoffley's doing real well in Pennsylvania at this tournament, and they're working their way after this one to Atlanta, where Eastlake's going to have the PGA Championship, the the Tour Championship, I think it's what it's actually called, in like two weeks. And then that'll wrap up the PGA Tour and the FedEx Championship where you get like $10 million for, for being the best golfer on the playoff side of things. So fun stuff if you like golf going on right now in Pennsylvania. Well, we're going to close out our show today. We want to thank you again for listening to y'all talk with the Southern Accent. John Rawl, always a privilege. Podcasts of our show are available for free download. Simply go into iTunes, search for Y'all Show, and you can find today's show or any of our past shows. Share it with a friend. Tell people at your picnic, go to church, tell them, hey, this great show called Y'all's out there. Y'all need to tune in and listen. Anything you can do to help us, we sure appreciate it. And have your great weekend. Enjoy more football, both from the college and the pros this weekend. We'll be back here Monday with more good stuff. You've been listening to the Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Here's from Dixie with Lou.
Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I'm as happy as a clam. Disclaimer, GEICO cannot guarantee you will be, quote, as happy as a clam, unquote. The GEICO legal team cannot accurately verify clams even experience the complex human emotional state known as happiness. As an invertebrate mollusk living half-submerged on the ocean floor, with no arms, legs, or wireless access, what's there to be happy about? A clam's all like, oh, I'm so happy I didn't get turned into New England clam chowder today. Pronounced regionally as chowder. Chowder. Oh, that's so fun to say. What were we talking about again? GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.